So you're going to have to, you know, use your minds, the power of your brains to, to project these images. The most powerful graphics machine. What we have here is another one of Will's PBTA hacks. This is a weird post-apocalyptic world with touchstones like Gamma World, Mad Max, Omega Man, and Beneath the Planet of the Apes. I asked him if he had a name for the game other than Man or Bug Man, which was the name on the file he gave us, and he didn't, so that's what we're going with. John plays Bo, a half-life, a withered radiation-resistant mutant. Tad plays Absinthe, a hack, the closest we have to a doctor. And I play the amnesiac Rory, a conduit, a glowing mutant. Take it away, Will. If this were a really cool like thing, there would probably be an opening crawl with uh, like uh, the end of the 21st century, of, uh, you know, horrible atomic war stuff would happen. And it would probably be written in somewhat in a like cargo cult fashion, like an outsider talking about uh, the great tribes of the past destroying each other uh, and leaving horrible twisted messes behind the glow yeah and then there's like a big like fancy shot of of the earth uh the ruined earth spinning around in space and uh like a totally battered like weapons platform satellite kind of sails by and then it something happens it kind of there's some blinking on it and it comes alive and it readjusts itself and we see like a, a high-powered communications laser being beamed down to a almost recognizable, clearly very devastated and dust-red, desert-red uh, continent somewhere on a continent there. Screen goes black and we hear a bunch of booms. And then when, when the screen, screen goes, uh, you know, we see stuff again. We're like uh, looking at the far horizon uh, there's this crazy sandstorm tornado thunder thing going on. You know, you know, Mad Max, the Fury Road storm types things, type stuff. It's kind of you mix everything. <laughs> it's not just a tornado. It's not just a thunderstorm. It's not just a sandstorm. It's all of them. And we can see there's it's approaching like uh, from over the horizon. And then sort of if we were a camera, it'd be on a dolly, and the dolly would slowly sink down. And we see a tree, a, a huge dead tree emerging some coming up and there are corpses in hazmat suits dangling from from nooses in this tree and something like a mist-like miasma is kind of playing and emerging from cracks and ruptures in this in these corpses suits and we sink down to a kind of uh, ground level and we see that we're on like a promontory a, a kind of a wedge-shaped promontory and there are weird riding animals and and some banged up cars uh, in the foreground and in the in the at the bottom of the tree which is almost at the very ed edge of this wedge-shaped uh, promontory there's some crazy cultists clearly like they're they're in wraps they have they look like they're on the way to become half-lives they, they're like they have red rashes they have uh, boils and tumorous lumps they're kind of half bandaged up uh they're wearing like a mishmash of old clothing and sports gear and one kind of tall skinny individual he's kind of standing before three individuals who are uh, perched at the edge of the promontory on their knees 
uh, kind of bound together and in a pile beside them or behind the the, the tall leader type uh, there's a bunch of gear including uh, several supplies worth of juice for for the generators back home the the yeah the leaders like waving some staff around there are some like soda bottles dangling from the top they're filled with some kind of yellowy glowing liquid it's kind of has this back to the three individuals and speaking to the mass of uh, kind of a dozen 15 crazy cultists he's going like uh, like uh, uh, and so we render these sinners to the bosom uh, bosom of Mr. Scorch, and there's a like there's a chorus of Mr. Scorch, Mr. Scorch from the the group. We can see the three of you like you're on your knees there. You've been beaten up pretty badly. I'm not going to take away any hit points or anything. It's cosmetic, bloody noses, and you know one closed eye, that kind of thing. And you can see beneath you that there's just this iridescent yellow green miasma of a glow down below. It's like mist on water breaking against the promontory you know splitting against the promontory beneath you and it's clear that they mean to like sacrifice you basically there are tons of these weird sects out here in the wastes uh who seem to have various beliefs about the glow and that it's a person or or a god something like that and you can tell like this storm is going to come in and it's going to start blowing the glow over everybody uh and they're taking their sweet time with their sermon <laughs> with their sermonizing so uh, it's probably going to be upon them before they have a chance to like hunt you over the edge. They're pretty fired up. Being a, a half-life myself, it means I'm, I'm aren't I immune to this? Radiation is no biggie if you break down, break into uh, like a you know a bunker and then there's a rupture somewhere in a reactor or something. But uh, the glow is not just radiation. Okay, but I'm also reading in your description many mutants are safe in the glow. Many mutants are safe. I'm not one of those. Okay. But this is not the time where I turn my head and say, oh, I wish I was one of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Look over at Absinthe. First time. I've done my damnedest not to have to go through it before. Too often. Yeah, so des- describe your, describe what you guys look like. Bo is a scaver. He's also a half-life, so he looks like death warmed over. Literally. Skeletal appearance, you know, thin limbs. He's wearing a tattered clothing, you know, and uh, yeah, he's got the red eyes of a, of a half-life mohawk. And his face is a, I don't know if it's a tattoo, a blemish. His eyes and his cheekbones, very prominent cheekbones there, outlined in, in some in white. Maybe actually a tattoo of, sort, of sorts. It won't wash off. He still has some skin on his face. Oh yeah, he still has skin. Yeah, it's all it's all drum tight. It's just the nose that fell off, I guess. No, it shrunk. It shrunk. It looks pretty noseless in this picture. It sort of went up and sh- and shriveled in that direction. Ah, I see what you mean. Okay, what about absinthe? What, what do we see? He's uh, well, I guess he's looking at the numbers. Not a strong man, kind of wiry and thin because getting a good diet is. Not easy. He's in his faded, not too good, what do you call him, fatigues. And his uh, sunglasses are just hanging on to his gaunt, bony face. And his head is, uh, because of the radiation, you probably don't keep your hair very long anyway. So it's all scraped down pretty good. Kind of a hard, skinny man. You know, I'm going to say you don't have your sunglasses at present. 
they're they're adorning the face of one of the devotees listening to uh, the the preacher. I'm having to squint out at the <laughs> out at the glow. <laughs> Those were a little too cool to let you have, right? Because they're they're going to dump you. Mm. But awesome. Okay. Well, the eyes will be eaten first anyway, so. <laughs> Having it delayed by a couple of seconds by wearing some plastic over them isn't going to help that much. Okay. What about Rory? A little shorter than average, maybe a little broader and stockier. Uh, he has a glow about him, obviously, as uh, as he does and glows. He has his uh, his T-shirt, which some sort of bootleg Court of the Crimson King cover T-shirt. So it's like extra ugly face on it. And he is trying to talk to the guy. Guys, it's it's bad enough out here living. I mean, we don't we don't mean to be like causing more problems for each other, you know. So you guys just knock it off. I'd be good, and we'll go our go our separate ways and part as friends. All right, cool. So somebody uh, in the crowd is also wearing your coat. Stole your coat, bastards. Uh, the the sermonizer who you've heard the others call him Mad Rad kind of turns around with his blister uh, festooned face and he's like points to to the glowing the glowing person in the ugly t-shirt goes see see how the wicked tongues twist to 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 attempt freedom from this most holy endeavor the most holy sacrifice. And, uh, you know, the others are like, Scorch, Mr. Scorch, give him to Mr. Scorch. What do you guys do? Do we have to kill these guys, I guess? Uh, what you decide to do is entirely up to you. Oh, I'm, this is him. I'm talking oh, to my companions here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much it would take to knock them over. I'm Give the uh, give the crowd a once-over and see uh, if anybody is in particularly bad shape they're all in terrible shape uh but they all have that glow about the eyes of the fanatic that defies the flesh so it's not gonna matter if we make any offers of uh medical services to prolong their lives no they want to get on to meeting mr scorch themselves yeah you know in the right way in the sacred way uh, I say we uh, yank yank Mr. Red here off the cliff and then grab our stuff and run for it. My hands don't seem to be free. How about yours? Your hands are tied together and you're tied. Your hands are tied and you're tied together, so to speak. So if somebody tries to run, he's going to drag the other two along with him. Are our hands behind our back or in front of us? No, in front. In front and you're on your knees. Now, these guys aren't heavily armed. Uh, they have mostly like you know, bats and, you know, hedge trimmers and... I can see at least one got my machete and one's got my crowbar. Probably, yeah. Probably, yeah. But anything else of value, they put in a in a pile. Am I skinny enough to work my way out of the out of my bonds? Do you want to try? Sure, why not? Prowess or resolve? I think that would be prowess. Yeah, because I'm going to be at minus one at this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not going. It might be a little easier if you dislocated your wrists. <laughs> So you 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 do that right? You start working. Um, you end up chafing off a bit of skin, and you start bleeding uh, into the bonds. Take one hit point damage. It's hurt hurting quite a bit. That didn't work out so well. So how much control do I think I can manage for my conduit? 
it's everybody but you in a radius or uh, a target or or a bunch of targets standing in a line <laughs> if you use the other version. So how many of them can I get in a, in a row? Uh, roll inside. Partial. Okay. If, if you time it <laughs> to Mad Rad pacing back and forth, uh, extolling the, the your, well, not extolling, but uh, enumerating your sins, you could probably get two or three. Well, we'll give that a try since. Awesome. So that's going to cost you a, a strain. Give me a prowess roll. And even if you miss, you're going to hit one person at least. Success. Woo. Oh, well, well. You get, you get, yeah. Uh, tell me how this appears. <laughs> <laughs> You're the conduit. He's ranting. I'm the guy who didn't have to go this way. I'm sorry, but we got to get out of here. Look at him and kind of nod my head forward and beam shoots out, striking him and maybe a couple of the others that are uh, in line with him. Do your damage. Oh, not much damage, uh -oh. though. Three. But you hit three. The two who aren't mad rad, they, uh, they go down. They're... How does the beam leave people after they it murders them? <laughs> They've got to be uh, a bit uh, black and smoky. <laughs> okay, so you you don't get you know Mad Rad quite as as uh, as uh, spot on as you wanted to, but I think you like you sear off one of Mad Rad's arms. The arm holding the staff with the the soda bottles you know falls to the ground, and he's she shrieks and and starts dancing in a in a circle. And um, let me roll. Uh, so uh, a, f a few of, of the gathered cultists, they kind of take a step back and, and gasp. And one of them points at, uh, at Rory and goes, The prophet! The prophet! The prophet of Mr. Scorch! And the others rush forward to, to clobber <laughs> the prophet. What do you do, Mr. 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 Hack, while this is going on? Well, funny. My line of thinking was going in the same direction that I was about to start screaming about the avatar of Mr. Scorch and get me away from him. And you might as well throw me off the edge, try to pull loose. Evince my own extreme fear of uh, Rory right now. No, you can't leave me tied to him. He's the avatar of Mr. Scorch. No. Okay, roll, roll result. <laughs> Partial. So you shave off a few of the of the half dozen. Like there, there may be four people now rushing forward with implements instead of like six or seven. Like a few of them stop because they see you like recoiling in mortal terror from from the prophet of Mister Scorch. Uh, what about uh, our half life? I know there will be some critters running around because, you know, as you say, I'm a feral. Can I try to call some critters to us? I don't know. Why don't you try? That'd be what resolve. Yeah, that sounds right. I'd also, I'd also accept the insight. I'm going to go to one that gives me a bonus. So yeah, uh, but no, no, there's no critters. They've all decided because the coming storm. There, yeah, we, we, yeah, we're just going to stay in our holes until it blows over. What, uh, what does this look like? You, you start calling out, you know, in weird animal noises, or yeah, much like uh, Tarzan, you know. Speaking in tongues, only I'm speaking in animal tongues. So one of the hesitating cultists goes, the Half-Life has gone insane! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay, so we have, we have four individuals descending on the three of you with implements. Mad Rad is kind of like half crawling away, trying to get onto his feet. Is it only our hands bound? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your your feet are fine. You can you can jump to your your feet if you want to and defend yourselves. How tightly together are we, and how far can we get away from? <laughs> you are maybe let's say it's maybe tops a yard between each pair of hands being tied together. You can hear the booming of the storm getting closer. By the way, trying to get to my feet. So if, if you if, if you all are struggling to get to your feet, you'll get you'll be in a melee basically um, by the time you get there. May as well. Okay, the prophet of Mister Scorch. Uh, there are some fanatics who didn't appreciate your your blasphemy there, swinging at you. What do you do? Going to try to you know, the duck and then plow into him to knock him over. All right, cool. Prowess. Ooh. Oh, that's a failure. So so you you dash into each other instead of like. Knocking him over, you know, it's like running into a brick wall. <laughs> Oops. Probably a little bit of a yoink as he yeah. comes to the end, end, end of the rope. True. Right. That might, that's even better, right? So not only do you not get the <laughs> the momentum you wanted, because there's a yank, you bump into this this uh, particularly stable, <laughs> shall we say, cultist, who swats at you uh, with uh, some kind of like... Uh, Falling down type hand hand uh, sized bat. Roll a d6. Yep, bashed about some. That's all. Four. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking it's Rory, me, absinthe in that order in in the rope. So I'm in the middle. I'm looking over at absinthe and said, "Run!" I'm going to try run, but then dive so I can try tripping them with the rope. Okay. <laughs> uh, give me a prowess minus one. On top of my minus one? Yes. You're in a very awkward position here. No. Wow. I go face first in the dirt. Okay, roll a d6. That's two of the, the irate cultists battering you with their, their various implements. Ah, two. Not as bad as Rory. Probably because you fell over. The Most of the swings missed. <laughs> hey, they're coming right for you. Yeah, there's no time for Rita's situation. Well, you can, but you're going to be smashed in the face immediately after. Then... It's not going to be too different from what happened to these other two guys. <laughs> that about the best I can do is try to duck my head down between my arms and maybe at best try to get a leg sweep or a, or a trip with one of my feet, because at least my feet can move around. Or you could try to do a Kirk two-handed to the back. There's, there's a yank as the yard-long rope doesn't... <laughs> It doesn't go that far. <laughs> oh, not with me on the ground, no. Okay, sweep the leg. Eight. Still unconnected. Yeah. So uh, take a D3 uh, as the, the the final irate cultist uh, um, starts punching and kicking you. Right before you, you like sweep the this individual's legs and they go oof into the, the sear earth. Nice. This, by the way, was the guy with your sunglasses. <sighs> well... Is this a purely a blunt instrument that he's got, or does it is it like a hoe? Does it have any kind of? Oh, he's just punching and kicking. He has some fairly solid shoes, probably old military boots. Mm. But I don't have time to take mine off and put his on. So, <laughs> Madrad is is shrieking. Uh, he's getting up to his knees and shrieking at the the people, hesitating. Release, buddy! Release, buddy! And, um, you know, one of them uh, seems to be afraid enough of uh, Madrad to go do his bidding. So he rushes off to, it looks like kind of like a heavily chopped uh, late 70s Ford van that's been 
the wheels have been removed and it's been plopped on top of like a a tank tread undercarriage. He's rushing to the to the back and he's like fiddling with a key in his belt. Hey, hey guys, the the storm's coming. We don't have time for this. Maybe people pay attention to the storm instead of us. Okay, give me give me resolve. It's a twelve. Woo! Well, that's a crit, right? Very good. Right after you you holler that, then uh, there's a there's another loud boom that's very close, and everybody like jerks and and looks at the horizon, uh, and a particularly vicious tornado thunder arm, <laughs> you know, sweeps forward, and everybody's like, "Oh shit!" They start scam, sca- you know, s- scattering for their vehicles. One one person like pushes the guy who's running off to free Buddy, whoever that is, um, and like tramples him to jump on a dirt bike a bunch of people like jump on there's a they have some scabrous hairless llamas that they're riding with like horns yeah they they seem to like okay I, this this went south bye-bye <laughs> looking for anything left behind that we could use to help free us cut the the ropes oh yeah like uh i'll say the machete is among the crap that uh they stole from you when you were on your way back to your settlement with the juice for the generators we need to get to cover guys should I have immediately declared I'm taking my sunglasses back? Well, you can do that now. It's okay. Yeah, I'll do that. Perfectly fine. I might have, might have tumbled off the guy. <laughs> yeah, if he wants to run, I'll let him run. I won't oh, yeah. put my knee on his throat and use one of the earpieces to scoop his eye out or anything like that. I'll let him go. <laughs> yeah, okay. They they hop aboard their various vehicles, and there's a whole like uh, sprays of dust and, and, uh, and grits. As they take off, most of them, or like run off on their ostrich and llamas. Llamas. Uh, and you're you're in like moments. You are you're left uh, here with Mad Rad's one arm. <laughs> My crowbar anywhere around? It's probably one of the implements that people dropped when they they ran off to their vehicles. Grab juice. We need the juice. Need a fine shelter. So this is where my talent as a pharaoh comes into play. What would you like to do? Find some shelter. How do you go about it? I'm reading. I'm reading the wasteland. I'm reading the terrain, looking for some place that'll give us shelter from what's going to from both the winds and the glow. Give me an insight roll. Oh. Oh. Okay. So you you quickly scan the the wilds, and in in the far distance, you can see um, like the ass end of some sort of vehicle tube with rotors on the end and you can see some uh critters like dashing in as if seeking cover there this way and i start you know grabbing stuff and running for it same fire laden yeah awesome i think you just barely uh make it all the way to the burnt out tube which probably used to be some kind of chinook uh, you know transport helicopter once upon a time and uh, like you, you sink in, there's like it's it's a third full of uh, dust and, and grits, and uh, you see some weird critters that kind of scamper away, <laughs> like when you when you come in. We hunker down and try to weather the storm. And you remember that you you are still days away from home. This little encounter was just a, an unfortunate uh, run in. You have a bunch of bunch of these uh, jerry cans with juice on top of whatever supplies you normally have, right? That might be water or something else. It's unfortunately like conditions are not great to go foraging, so you're gonna have to basically just uh, take take a normal rest. 
So do we heal up any? I'm double checking what I wrote, so I'm not doing anything silly. Okay, no, it's the, it's the usual. Roll your your hit dice, uh, or basically your remaining strain, rather. I got three d six, so yeah. Oh, back up to full. You're still like superficially battered, but you you, you feel like um, after after resting and weathering the immediate crazy storm, you feel you feel pretty decent. But storm keeps going for a bit, and there's you know dust and grits are flying up, and and the entrance into this uh, this tube is very quickly like covered up. So you end up in complete darkness. Not complete. Well, that's true. <laughs> Luckily, you have your 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 uh, radiation lamp with you. How long do how long are we stuck here? It's hard to say. It feels like hours for certain, with the scraping and and the hull of this vehicle, you know, groaning every so often. But eventually, the the storms what do you call it cease. Abate. That's the word. You just take a knife or something, at least dig a air tube. Oh, oh. You could use my shovel. That might be better. That would be great. When the storm's gone, you you dig yourself out? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Cool. So you emerge, and more, even more of this vehicle is not just sunken, basically, into the into the sand, into the the waste. Um, and you look around, and you see one of the, the vehicles that the cultists had uh, kind of tumbled over and almost broken in half some some distance away probably swept up by um one of the twisters uh, the landscape has been completely like combed <laughs> rearranged is it daytime or is it getting into evening at this point yeah it's daytime um probably later daytime want to see if we can scavenge that the van no it's a it's a kind of a shitty sedan it's all uh Cracked and blistered and and rust flecked. Yeah, we could see if the guys were crushed in the roll. Yeah, you see uh, three of them, kind of uh, two in the vehicle and one beyond the vehicle. Grab one of the jerry cans that isn't quite full and say, "Juice." See if I can get it going. Oh, uh, if it wasn't clear, it's kind of it's almost bent in the middle. It's it's not going to run anymore. But uh-huh. there is juice inside. Hopefully, yep. Yeah, we probably got a piece of pipe or a piece of hose or and top off any of our cans that need topping off. Approach with caution. Keep a watch on those guys. Keep my ears open. See if I hear them make any noise. It's one of those rare occasions in the waste where it's like it's almost dead calm. It's it's right after this horrible storm <laughs> swept everything clean. It's gonna take a little bit for people to dig themselves out or dangerous to, to emerge. Perfect time for us to get out, yeah. Open up the hood and see anything that I think, oh, that might be useful. Uh, sure, roll inside. Yeah. Uh, pretty much everything is just, like, completely shot, as far as you can tell. None of the usual, like, uh, things that usually call out to you in your weird way look workable. And it's all been, like, blown through with the grits and sand and... Wires have been stripped to the to the metal and all that stuff. Pop the trunk there. If it's not already popped. Probably part way. Let's see. There's like three supplies worth of uh, pretty decent water in there. Nice. That still it's in containers that are all like clouded up from being sandblasted, but otherwise they're very tough. So we'll just take what remnants of rope we have and make rigs for them. Reading the terrain to figure out the best. I won't say safest, but I will say, yeah, safest route out of here. 
So you don't mind if it takes a little extra time. Yeah. Okay. I don't think you need to roll for that. It would be more like if you want it to be fast or if you want it to be uh, super safe. <laughs> there's cultish. There's cultists out there. Not just cultists, but you know, crazy critters and weirdos and and enemy tribes and. Unlike us, yeah. I, I... Right. No problem. You look around, and it's possible that you have been on this particular trail before because you're the scaver you've probably been around different places probably your idea actually to like oh i know where we can probably get some juice so it shouldn't be a, an issue for you so you trudge along and the day begins to set and and uh, the the sky turns into this angry red that seems to linger a little too long and then it sinks and, and the the light becomes as like bleeding liver right very deep damson they turn the blue searchlight so we, you know, we're all lit blue. <laughs> and everything seems to have like this unnatural, like shadows seem to be alive and this is unpleasant uh, atmosphere. Although you do have your comfort light with you, trudging along with you. Now's the best time to travel because it's going to be cool and we won't use as much water. Yeah. Well, you make good time throughout the night unless you want to do anything in particular special, like you want to hunt or you want to look for other things along the way. Uh, that wouldn't be really important. Those night mushrooms that only pop up after dark. Little things like maybe finding forage, like, uh, you know, here's a mushroom that's edible. I'm going to eat that, right? That, I'm not going to cover that. You guys will do that on your own. No problem. Uh, feral with you. We, we'll find edibles, edible stuff. So cool. You, you make good time through, throughout the night. And when dawn comes, you, you are in a place where there's this like um, sinkhole. And uh, this is like a common landmark. It used to be populated, but some critters moved in and, and then people uh, scattered, basically. It's a sinkhole that, that opens up on um, some kind of subterranean river. There's construction down there, like... Uh, who knows what it used to be? There are tunnels, basically, that are decent shelter, but there's a risk that you might run into something. I've probably been here before. Yep. Does that give me any any advantage on finding, hopefully, a safer place down there? You know, it'd be best for us to hide, you know, shelter here out of the sun and keep cool for, and do some more night traveling again. You would probably be able to use some of the tunnels to get closer to your to your home if you don't mind getting wet. I'll look at the other two. Under or over? I wouldn't mind going out, uh, under if we can get some extra time. But Rory? Well, you know the area best, so lead on. Ah, okay, yep. Don't go that way. There's a there's a there's some sort of thing with, that weaves webs and traps and traps critters. Yeah, this way, I think it should be okay. And off we go into the bowels of the earth. You got your rope, right, Bo? So it's no problem uh, getting down there. We'll put our nightlight between the two of us. You descend. And we find a place to rest, because we've been going all night. Sure. So you find uh, what the viewers would recognize as a um, kiosk booth, <laughs> subway kiosk booth. booth. The tobacco is all gone. All the papers rotted. <laughs> is there anything left in this kiosk? Well, you mentioned papers. A lot of them are rotten, yes, and moldy and so forth. But, you know, you could probably remove some of the top layers. You could make some bedding. Yeah. Cool. And by curiosity, pass my eyes over them, but I don't know if I'm going to get anything out of them. You want to try to read? Yeah. Give me insight. 11. Ooh. You know, you work at it. Probably sound out a few words. I think it says something like, uh, 
plague throttles something. Big, big, scary headline letters. Oh, plague throttles. I've never heard of what it throttled, though. But it's lore about the end time, or the beginning time of these times, probably. But all these others, they're all run together. I can't make anything else out. Probably the remains of the stool that the person who worked here sat on, and I'm just sort of perched on it, just so I can keep an eye out on the under, uh, outside. So, as you do, when you're looking out, kind of up through the sinkhole and out uh, across the platform, you see something odd. There's a, there's a weird blue, almost, almost glowing bird kind of walking the edge of the platform near the water. And it kind of takes a few steps and it pecks at the ground and it kind of looks at you in that bird way where it's kind of using one of its eyes, adjusting its neck. Well, unless it comes over here, I'm not going to bother it. Tilt my head the same way, you know. And like that, it vanishes. Like the way an image vanishes on an old vacuum tube TV, like it diminishes, kind of like, you know, collapses in on itself. Bird, go away. What are you talking about over there? Trying to sleep here. Saw a bird, it went away. Hmm. Ben, can he use the mate? Roll over. So I'm just waiting for the pop, for the jump scare. Yeah, you see a, little, a moment later, it's kind of wandering past the uh, the bathrooms. Same manner, kind of pecking at the ground, kind of peering at you with that one eye. It's kind of like this lifeless black, you know, shark-like eye almost. Like a doll's eye. Keep an eye on it. Yeah, then it vanishes again in that in that television sense. I take my machete out of it, uh, from, where, from where it is in my belt and put it on my lap. You'll never know. I folded my chin on my arms, looking back and forth. Just keep an eye out. I can sleep in a little bit. The other two are probably sound asleep now. Well, do they sleep? Did you settle into sleep? That was my intention. Until you get me up for a watch. Yeah. All right. So you, you finish your, your, uh, your day watch there. When the sun when the sun has moved such that the sun's now like halfway across the, the I'll go and wake up absent and say, You go go watch. Alright, oh boss. I'm on it. Right, watch out for the bird. You want me to peg it if I do see it? Up to you. Just so we're clear, uh Mr um Mr. Absinthe, you have not seen a bird. Yeah. All I know is that I heard him Yep muttering about it before I fell all the way asleep. Me also knows that when I go to sleep, I'm going to sleep with my machete in my hand. Me with just a knife. I'm not going to draw attention to ourselves by using the pistol. A, a little while into your watch, Absinthe, you can hear scampering about up near the, the sinkhole mouth up above. Like rat scampering or something a little bigger? Probably bigger. It's either a larger animal skirting the edge or it's somebody looking for something, something or somebody or some ones. Keep my head down and keep listening. Okay. You hear somebody shouting, probably into the sinkhole. You can hear like, oh, 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 oh. I'll edge my way over to Rory, put a couple of fingers on his lips, and uh, <laughs> and nudge him awake. Uh, I turn already. Listen. Now I say to listen and point up towards the mouth of the sinkhole. So we've got two people listening for it. I sit there quietly listening and looking up at the edge. Okay. You see a, a, a rope with a, a kind of thin rope 
with knots on it being tossed over the edge. It starts dangling down over the side, kind of where you yourselves descended. I'm to wake uh, wake Bo up too. So I go over there and try to wake him up the same way. We got people coming. Somebody coming down a rope. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, anyone who's looking, you see you see a slim youth uh, in a loincloth and sandals with uh, an antiquated rifle slung over their, their back make their way down the, the knotted rope. You're pretty sure you've seen this individual before in your home settlement. But you, don't, you don't know this guy's name. You're still kind of like two days out, so this is rare. This is odd. Hey, that's, that's what's his name, isn't it? What's he doing out here? Should I go try to talk to him? Maybe we should see if he's alone first. So he comes to the the platform floor, unslings the rifle, checks that there's a there's a cartridge in the well where it's supposed to be. <laughs> Terminology chamber. Yes, chamber. There you go. Snow bolt action rifles. So he checks it, uh, and then he look. He tries to peer into the dimness. His eyes are clearly used to the sun upstairs, up in the world. And he calls again. Whoa, anybody? And then he like takes out. He has this like thin um, uh, little stick with a um, like a, a little metal race car on the end. And he's like taps it on the platform floor as if he's like creating sound to see if something skitters out or something. The doc, doc's here. Ab, Ab, is that you? Yeah, it's me. Are you okay? Yeah. Didn't expect to see you out this far out. So he shoulders the rifle again, squints and, and moves into the dimness, closer to the kiosk, comes over. And he's a he's a kid of maybe, I don't know, maybe 16, 17. I'll step out to give people some light. Ah. <laughs> people only appreciate you for your... <laughs> Luminosity. Yes. You yeah, always he... shed new light on any situation. Glad I found you. The Mojo Woman sent me out here. Uh, looking for you. Uh, there's something going on uh, at home. People, uh, people have some kind of sickness. They're they're uh, they're fainting. They're falling over. The tenders, the minders, the 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 black thumbs. They're um, they're all affected. That's pretty bad. Yeah. And it's not just that they're not getting enough to eat. They're eating normally. No. Uh, even uh, even Fat Foster, it's uh, it's uh, has been falling over. Anything else besides the falling over? No. Blackness around the lips, or fever, or wasting. The Mojo woman said that that it it was it was probably something else. We need uh, we need you back as soon as possible. That's why myself and others were sent out in every direction to find you. Well, good you found us. It'll be good to have another pair of arms to uh, help all this water and juice that we are bringing back. Oh wow, you have a lot. Yeah, would it be faster for us to go underground or overground at this point? Uh, well, there there were some vehicles. I saw them on the distance. No, that's in the distance. Sorry, I'm still learning. Learning our hardest speech. I think I knew who they are. Uh, he looks to to um, Jay. Says he looks. He does not look to Jesus. He looks to um. Come on, you can remember the names. Bo. <laughs> He's like, you know the way beneath here. There's it's safe. I sort of go, it's as safe as it can be. It's differently safe or differently dangerous. But at least it keeps your sun off you. And it's cool, so we won't use as much water. Yep. 
So this is a case where now I have to remember the remember the quick way through the underground. <laughs> yeah. Don't have to leave immediately, of course. I, I I wouldn't mind resting a little bit, but we should move soon. Yeah, that would be good. We were in the middle of that ourselves. Yeah, getting getting here. Um, watch out for any blue birds, okay? He frowns at that, like he doesn't understand what you mean. But he doesn't complain or like say anything because you're you're the the crazy people who go out into the wasteland and bring stuff back. So I'll finish my watch. Then, if I can get another nap, well. Morty's up, then say here, maybe five hours we can get moving again. So during your watch, Rory, um, this guy, he, uh, he, uh, he introduces himself as Dart at some point. <laughs> By the time it's it's uh, Rory's watch, he's kind of sitting there rocking a little back and forth like he's getting impatient. He only really needed a bit of a breather and a, and a, and a chug of water, and then he was technically ready to go. But he... Because he... uh, Dart slept last night. Yeah. So he starts asking, like, okay, so uh, have you been down here before? Look at me go, not that I remember. <laughs> but I was the uh, expert on the local terrain. I hear there are funguses and, and creatures and, and plants that talk all over, even down here, maybe especially down here. Hmm. Talking plants, do they say anything interesting? Uh, I've never met one. Maybe Bo has? Maybe. Maybe. Bo just snorts and clutches his uh, machete closer to him. <laughs> okay. So uh, he, he's pretty restless for the, and, and keeps asking like the odd question here and there, uh, mainly like uh, meaningless things almost, right? Just uh, some stimulation. And then um, uh, once it's time, you know, he, he gets up as soon as, as soon as the others are, are moving. He's like on his feet, looking around. Going to Bo, like, Bo's like, you know, you're wiping the <laughs> sleep out of your eyes. And it's like, so, right tunnel, left tunnel? Yeah, let me get a, let me get a read on this. Gonna go out and uh, read a sitch. So, insight. And you wanted to figure out basically the, where, uh, safe, how, how to get there quickest. Yeah, well, quickest route. Yeah, quickest route. Uh, right at the edge. Okay. From what you remember, they should be you should be able to, to uh, kind of wade through the water a little farther ahead, and then there's a an intersection. And you should be able to get into into some tunnels that will take you close to your settlement, not all the way, but you'll know you're on the right way because in the water you'll feel the feel this metal rail. I'm figuring this is like a subway at this point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you see anything on the walls? Don't touch it. You got it. That ends up being pretty prophetic because not soon after you've uh, started wading into the tunnel, you see this. It starts with some some kind of like dark mildew type growth on the walls, kind of snaking about, and then it it thickens and thickens, and then you see like fat trumpet shaped mushroom heads emerging from the from the black, and then uh, some of them turn purple, and some of them are even like glowing, giving off um, um, a glow kind of like um, like our half-life, not half-life, our conduit. And I'm sitting there with machete in hand saying, don't touch them. I mean, even some poisons can be made useful, but I don't have the... Oh, no, not poison. No. Poison's the least of your worries if you touch one of those. So I'll take your advice. Yeah. Rory, you can see in the glow that you're emitting that there, there are some denser particles, quite a lot of them, clustering about down here when you're wading through the water. Why don't 
all of you do uh, give me a uh, resolve. Yeah, so much for a plus one. Oh, got a 12. Only made a five. So you make note of that, and probably uh, you would have made note of that. And yeah, we'd point it out to, uh, hey, what's this? Absinthe, um, there's, uh, you can hear that, uh, that Rory is, is trying to get your attention about something, but there's, there's something disturbing the water in odd ways, like there are things in the water like long arms or eels or tentacles or something moving around. You can feel them uh, moving against your legs. Giant leeches. Yeah, very large leeches. <laughs> <laughs> and Bo, there's some weird noises down here. You can hear, like, threatening bird calls, and you can hear breathing, kind of this this uh, predator sound, like low growling predator noises that uh, certain cat-like creatures make kind of echoing throughout the tunnels. Do you hear that? Do you feel it? Do you see it? It's in the water. I'm one of them goes past my legs. If I feel anything threatening, I'm going to try to pluck it out and put my knife in it. Yeah. I, I mean, you, you stab with your knife. You, you pull the knife out. There's this like thick, viscous, watery, mixed ichor or blood or something. It's kind of like reddish purple. What do I see? Is it you're having trouble. You're having trouble concentrating on anything other than the cacophony of threatening animal noises all throughout down here. It's kind of like you're half expecting things to jump out at you, but it doesn't make any sense, right? Growl like a cat or something like basically saying, "Stay away, stay away." I have sharp, I have sharp, fan, sharp claws. Rory, you can see a dart kind of straying off. He's kind of like he stopped going uh, in the straight line. He's kind of straying off to aside towards some of the clusters of these like fungal growths and he's kind of mumbling to himself something about no I, i'll find them i i, I swear hey hey what are you doing i'm gonna put a hand on me back over here so he looks around back to you and he looks uh you know his pupils are like super dilated his lips are also kind of going purple hey doc this isn't normal right <laughs> I'm a little distracted here as I as I stab some more serpent things in the water. Oh yeah, like they they they're not letting up. They're like they're not stopping. They're just moving around your legs. It's frothing the water now. Yeah, can't stop here. This is bad country. <laughs> uh, they've probably been attracted by the blood of their uh, but I can't stop. What are you what are you doing, doc? They're swarming. Got to kill them or drive them away. Hey Rory, that's when you notice that there are there's a curtain coming up of like these tentacle shapes dangling down from the ceiling, from the growths in the ceiling, as if they're like waiting for you to move in so they can grab you and pull you in. Yeah, I don't think we want to get close to that. So watch out there, guys. What? What? It's not just in the water. What? 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 It's hard for me to know where to look. I'm looking. Is there like a, a way around that uh, would avoid? No, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to deal with them if you want to get to the intersection, or turn back. So I've gone nonverbal. I'm making animal sounds right now and not ta not talking. I mean, I might eventually cotton onto the fact that I haven't actually been bit by one of these things yet, but mm -hmm. it is kind of making it hard to keep my balance. Everybody else is going a little crazy. I go, "Are you any of the plants that talk?" <laughs> <laughs> you can hear your voice echoing mutely throughout the tunnel, but you don't hear a reply, right? Guess not. I'll take my 
shovel and see if I can move the curtain aside. Curtain of tentacles. Okay. As you touch the curtain, the quote-unquote curtain of of tenderly tentacles, then one of them comes alive, wraps it ra- itself around your shovel, and tries to pull you in. Give me a prowess to to not be pulled in among the the tentacle curtains. Yeah, partial. Okay, so you're you're kind of stuck. You're not in, but there's another tentacle that lashes out and grabs around one of your legs, and you feel yourself being dragged in. But you're like, you, you I don't know. Maybe there's a you can feel one of the the old. Um, rack, uh, what do you call it, the, the boards underneath, and you, you like stop yourself from being pulled. Oh, you might need to use your machete here. I growl. What do I see when I look in his direction? You, I mean, you see him. He's there, and he's put, poking his shovel at something, but uh, you're also kind of distracted with the fact that there's some kind of animal very close stalking you, and all the birds and all the other critters are warning you. Give me a resolve roll. Ooh, all right. 11. So maybe shaking yourself, you, you try to like focus on, on what the danger is, and uh, the kind of growly noises, they diminish just a little bit, and you see what's actually happening with... Uh, with um, you know, I have to go to your... Rory! Rory. <laughs> All right, machete out. I'm going to slash high and try to cut through them. All right, give me prowess. Prowess? Yep. Okay. You know what? I, I, I'm going to spend a point of strain. Uh, if you do spend the strain, you don't get the experience for the... So that's a, it's a D6, though, right? Yeah. Ah, partial. Okay. Yeah, you end up in a similar situation where you where you, you find some way of holding on to not being pulled in, but there are, like, two of these tendrils come out and grab you. But I do do damage. Uh, yes, you do. Yes, you do. D6. Your regular, regular D6. One. Okay. You know, maybe you cut one off, right? And then another comes out. <laughs> so you... You see one kind of like uh, curling up, like like uh, you know, like when you cut a an earthworm in half, right? Absinthe, absinthe, help us! You want to try to focus, absinthe? Yeah, it's time for me to try to get my head back in. Okay, resolve. So resolve nine this time. Right, you're still distracted by this awful feeling of, of there's stuff down there beneath the water that's trying to grab you and pull you down into it, but you can at least you know, focus on something other than that as well. And you see what's going on with the, with the other two. Got them down below. We got them up above. Can we see some kind of locus, some kind of central body that these tentacles are coming out from up on the ceiling? It's very dim down here. So, and the, and the, the what little shadow is cast is kind of hiding the, the source, wherever it's coming from. It's possible that it's part of the, the whole fungal mold growth. Which means that it's, distributed there's no critical bit to hit then i guess i'll have to get my knife and go up close to rory and also try to saw through some of these tentacles if they if it still has a grip on the shovel or his leg or whatever okay you want to attempt to free rory yeah cool uh give me prowess here that's prowess which is going to be free experience. <laughs> All right. So you struggle up there through the through the wading, <laughs> wading up there through the, the horrible eel tentacle things, probably occasionally swatting at them, right? And then you get there and you're like, you start sawing at one of the things and then two, three, four of the, the tentacle tendrils reach out and grab you 
by one wrist and then the other wrist and then by your, by your throat and pulls you up into it, into the mass. Uh, and pretty, pretty soon <laughs> you're like, you're, you're, you're imprisoned and you, you feel it almost squeeze. The touch doesn't appear to be any kind of like, you don't feel a burn or anything like that. It's just, uh, it feels like it's attempting to throttle you or crush you or something. More like a boa constructor. Yeah. If I can get my shovel loose for a second so I can like start swinging and flacking tentacles away. I was... Hey. Hey. Well, you do it. So not only do you get free, you you nice. whack a bunch of tentacles and uh, half of the imprisonment of... Uh, of your friend um, absinthe, uh, you know, kind of falls away in an attempt to kind of defend itself or or try to make up for the fact that it just lost a bunch of <laughs> bunch of tendrils. I'd rather we were just talking about this, but if this is what you want, do I get a little freer, or am I still tied up? I can breathe. Still, you're still tied up. Well, partly, you're still struggling there, not to be pulled up into the rest. Yeah. Did it grab my blade, or did it grab my hand on the blade? Arm, yeah. Arm, okay, well, arm's free enough. I can wiggle my I can wiggle my wrist and try to chop. Well, that gives me five XP. I think I'm going to buy I'm maybe gonna spend it and get my prowess up, because I should damn well get to zero. <laughs> so yeah, I fail horribly. Some of these tendrils on that side, they they kind of grab you by the legs and pull you up and you end up upside down. You drop your, your machete, they pl- it plunges into the water. And you kind of end up ha- dangling upside down with uh, like your arms in the water. Help! Behind you, Rory, you can you can see that uh, Dart is kind of he's swatting at the water with his with his with his hands, like there's something on it and it's coming closer to him. And he's kind of backing toward the not the curtain of, of tendrils of tentacles, but into the rest of the fungus growth again. I'm looking for where we can get through this and to a place of at least temporary safety with a bit of um agility and speed which is a little tricky in the water wading through the water but you you would be able to uh, kind of squeeze in in the area where you have kind of chopped off a bunch of these tendrils put a hand on him and pull him with me towards that area okay since it's not very well covered um roll roll prowess I'm not going to give you a negative. That would be silly. Wow, another 12. Well, 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 well. Uh, I think maybe in the course of doing this, some of the tendrils try to grab at you and dart, but you're able to fend them off. And in the course of this, they ha- they release absinthe. So ab- absinthe goes uh, plunging into the water. Oh, dear. They're probably swarming over my face, too. <laughs> so i got to get my, get my feet back under me as best I can. Get my head above water. My head's above water. Sure is. Dangly upside down. <laughs> so what do you do, Absence, now now that you're kind of in the water? I got a pretty good idea for this thing's strength, right? Like Yeah. There's there's no point in tug of warring with it. It's gonna eventually win. Yeah. So all we can do is what got me into trouble in the first place, keep cutting on it. But we can't leave the man behind, so I am gonna have to uh continue rolling prowess to try to cut you loose so that we can make a run for it. All right. Seven. Okay. So uh, you get Bo loose. Uh, the tendrils grab some of his stuff, though, like uh, some of the water, like one supply worth of water, and it seizes some of the juice, some of that stuff you were carrying. 
and grabs it up and kind of like the tendrils clutch it and and pull it up into into itself. Yeah, and once it crushes those cans, it's just yeah. gonna Yeah, let's get out of here. Does it drop me in the water? Yes. Flush around, do I find my machete? Yeah, yeah, you do. Real fast. No problem. Uh out, 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 out. Yep. So we're falling after Rory. You got flint and tinder or something? Because, you know, that's the only way you're going to clear it out. Right now, I don't think it'd be a good idea to go back close to it again. Especially not with that animal that you keep hearing down here. Were you heading more or less the same direction we were going? Yeah, this was just in the middle of the tunnel. Do we smell the smell of juice in the air now? Oh, yeah. the One of the cans is being crushed and the contents are being poured into the water from above. So the can is lost. There's no point in laboring it. And one of the waters is lost. Yeah. Given that what a good haul we had to begin with, I'm not going to cry over it too much. Gart yeah. is kind of shaking. He's rubbing his eyes. He's like, ah, I got a headache. What's going on? Uh, it's the fungus. I sure recognized it. It makes you hear things, see things sometimes. We should, we should get out of here. There's fire everywhere. Not yet. Could be, if you want it, but I don't think you do. There's, there's smoke. I can barely breathe. And he's like, he starts wading off in a in whatever direction seems reasonable. We still got the, we still got some rope, right? You know, go run after him, grab him this, this way, this way, and uh, tie a rope around his belt or whatever he's got to keep him from wandering off. Yeah, he may have been moving in the direction of that predator that you can't see. Rory seems to have the clearest hand, so you take an arm, and I take an arm, and Rory leans. Yeah, after a while, uh, all of you except uh, Rory start feeling like you get a migraine, a horrible migraine, horrible head pain. There's some double vision and, and dizziness, but you manage to stay on your feet at least. You get to the intersection you, you were looking for, and uh, the water here is a little... It, the tunnel rises up just a little bit and the water level starts being like around your ankles instead of your, you know, your upper thighs. This should get as close to, to the settlement. You get into this curving, mostly dry tunnel. And this doesn't have a, uh, any of the like spores or anything, but it certainly has something growing in the ceiling that gives off this uh, bioluminescence. You can hear something echoing uh, further ahead. It might be so hard to tell sounds rhythmic like a pump or or one of those uh mechanical contraptions uh like a water uh what's the word jesus <laughs> a water jesus a water powered uh mill there you go working machine how strange you've been here before Bo? you don't remember hearing this before no maybe someone's moved in since I was here last? I'll probably want some kind of tax for passing through. Art, do you know anyone that was in this area? When you came this direction, did you pass anyone? Pass any communities? Uh, I don't know these tunnels. No, up up, up ground. Was there anyone up, up, up ground on the surface in this? Well, I don't know where this is. And he points to the ground. We'll just have to keep moving and try to get back above ground. Hopefully without offending anybody. After a little bit, you can see some lights ahead, some uh, you know borderline floodlights type lights. You can hear a background a noise behind the the rhythmic noise that sounds kind of like a, a generator puttering. Looks interesting. See what's going on. Start heading that direction. All right. So you you draw closer 
and you can see there's some some odd shiny part rubber part metal machinery that's uh, extending down into the water from a platform ahead okay like you you've come to a station of some sort uh, and there are floodlights pointed in your direction so getting too close is going to basically paint you very clearly in the water i look at absinthe you're the pretty person <laughs> they maybe they won't shoot you immediately <laughs> Clean and sheath our knife and go forward with hands up. Uh, suddenly, like uh, a, a dark silhouette steps steps out, kind of um, uh, on a. There's some kind of like a makeshift platform over the the rails themselves and the water. Somebody who's kind of backlit by the floodlights steps out and fires a shot into the water in front of you. Stop. Easy, easy. We're just passing through. Don't come any closer. I got mines in the water. Then I'll stay out of the water. Thanks. Is there uh, any way around that we don't have to come through and disturb you? You can go back the way you came, obviously. It's our way up to the surface from here. Uh, this is my place now. After those tin cans left the place, that's, 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 I've, I've taken it over. It's uh, my town. Good. Well, that's fine. You can have it. Just you know, We'll just pass through and go on our way and leave you in peace. You look all untrustworthy-like. Well, I'm, we can't help the way we look. True words are spoken. Why are you down here in the tunnels? Trying to get home, get out of the, the heat of the sun. He's going for miles. How did you get out of here? Big hole. We can show you, you know, draw you a little map to where we came in, if you want. I sort of look at, look at you, draw? Uh, fine, you can come over, one by one, one at a time. Uh, start with you. Any points to seems to point at um, whoever's first, and that would have been absent. Yeah, yeah. But there's a little confusion as yes. He's going. <laughs> him, him. I... No, no, you. <laughs> I'll take it easy. <laughs> Mosey through. You got any weapons? I do, but I'm, see, I'm keeping my hands up and well away from them. Hey, you better. I'm uh, I'm pretty fast with this thing. I don't doubt it. Okay, so he lets you come closer, and he's like, uh, uh, yeah, I, I lied about the mines. There are no mines. I'm just, uh, don't worry. You can walk just fine. Good. But don't try anything. Wouldn't dream of it. Okay, so you get a little closer. You can see that you're dealing with the um, a half-life of some kind. He's wearing, like, a dirty coveralls, mechanics coveralls. Uh, he has a, an old hunting rifle. Uh, the, you know, the old cowboy hunting rifle type with the, the lever action. I think he has like a like a a cap that says Roy on it. Show me what you have. Pleased to meet you. You want me to just walk straight on through? Where's your town end? I'll just give me a spin. Turn around. All right. You got any other weapons? I have what you see: knife, pistol. Yeah. Uh, let me see. You unload that pistol, and you, you can put it back. All right. I ease it out with the left hand or the off hand, and uh, gosh. What kind of pistol is it? Probably an automatic, so I slide the magazine out and pop back the slide, clear the chamber. Catch you in the round so you don't lose that bullet. Exactly. All right, you stand there. Next! Uh, I'll step forward. He basically repeats the whole the whole thing with all of you until you're you know standing right before him, all, all four of you. And he looks you over and it's like, man, what a sorry bunch. Where'd you come from? We were almost put over the cliff. For Mr. Scorch a couple of days ago. What are you talking about? The wasteland out 
west that way a couple of days. Those people aren't very nice. You want to avoid them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's usually the case. That's why. That's why I take it. Uh, you know, precautions and uh, and stuff. Wise. All right. All right. Now uh, this uh, this here uh, station's mine, and uh, everything in it's mine. So so don't get any ideas. Don't pick anything up. Everything's mine. Understood. Even if even if you find something that says like this is Jamie's lunch or something, that's still mine because I claimed it. Be careful. You go down that tunnel. There's some weird. Plant stuff. It doesn't talk to you, but it'll try to grab you. You guys got passed. Yeah, it was the near thing there. Had to fight our way through it. I'm gonna have to get some of those mines. It's a little hurt. Well, all right. So he's he uh, takes it a little easy. He like eases off off on the aiming at you randomly. <laughs> Come on. Uh, he's just moving into the the past the floodlight. He's like. Once the light is off you, you can see like details. And it's like it looks like a dilapidated two double platform, or it, I guess it would be four platforms technically, subway station, fairly sizable. And there's a bunch of weird stuff in here. There are like metal boxes with uh, terminal screens on them. Uh, there, there's like snaking wires all over the place. There's uh, there are like these uh, kind of turned over half emptied uh kind of supply boxes uh most of them are kind of like uh, drab olive painted wood oh, you move all this stuff yourself a lot of work oh no uh, like i said I, I took it over after the tin cans left tin cans i don't know what they call what they call themselves he pokes one of the the kind of drab olive boxes that's a that's a stamp here somewhere ah well yeah, you know, they they lumber around in these these suits. Suits. Yeah, some of them have these. Uh, what do you call them? Um, uh, the the plastic body suits. Some of them have 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 cans. They walk around like uh, like there's some kind of robot. Are they robot? I don't know. I, I haven't poked in through into any of them. But I mean, some of them aren't dangerous. Lot shoot on sight. Really? Yeah. Is it that guy, those guys hanging from the tree. I had weird suits on. That that sounds re- reminiscent of what about like it sounds like maybe that could be what he's talking about in terms of protect you know rubber suits or whatever he's saying. Were they were they were they yellow? Because you said they're hazmats and hazmats are usually yellow or orange. Yeah, kid, I'm I'm colorblind. I don't know what yellow is. Well, that's gonna claim as any. So anyway, jokes on them. I I got all this stuff now. Yep. Ah shit! I did leave mine upstairs. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to clear. The, I'm gonna. God damn it, I'm going to put, have to put down all the mines again. Shut! You know, hustles up toward the, the escalator stairs, right? Which are mostly, like, rusted solid. Uh, there's, al- there's always the, the non-escalator stairs in all these, thing- all these sure. places. Yeah, climb up the stairs, get past the uh, turnstiles, yeah. Uh. I don't want do any further. God damn it. I told you to wait. And he starts... Okay. Once you get past the turnstiles, he, like, starts going down on, on his knees, and he's kind of looking around. He's like, ah, I'll put him down here somewhere. Yeah, there, there we go. It gets a, like a floor tile, some floor tiles off the floor, and he's like fiddling with something there. Like, oh, I, don't I think know, I'm going to not going. only not get closer, I'm going to back off a little ways. <laughs> so he clears a very narrow path. Like You, you can see where he's like removed mines. So uh, he's finally up by the by the whole like the final stairs up to the wastes. Uh, you can see like dust drifts and and uh, you know, bits of bone. Like uh, yeah, there we go. Look at the kid. We walk in a line. Well, uh, 
Good luck. Thank you. And don't come back here. Oh, you wouldn't be interested in any trading or anything? Uh, he, he thinks about it for a second, like looks around. Uh, no, I, I think I'm good. All right. Yeah, they, they left lots of stuff. I guess, um, I don't know. You don't, have any, you don't have any skin mags, do you? Look at the other two. No. I don't even know what he's talking about. I guess we don't. Look at the kid. You know, shrugs, hands up, like... Yeah, I guess not. God damn it, any pictures, any pictures of people on it? Naked people? No, the last thing with pictures I saw crumbled. It's just papers talking about plague. Okay, okay. Enough to chat. You're eating up my time here. So, goodbye. Much obliged. Don't come back, because I'm going to put the mines back, and I'm going to, like, shift where they are, and you won't know. Enjoy your solitude. Yeah. <laughs> up the stairs, through the remains of the uh, subway entrance. Yep. Up through some uh, kind of remains, skeletal remains of, of uh, buildings to right and left, and up through the, the partially hooded um, subway entrance and the drifts of dust and debris. I'm looking for the I'm looking for the tallest building. Okay, there it is. Then look for the building that's kind of green. There it is. So we go that way. It's about your height. The tallest building is about your height. That's what remains pretty much. Yeah, we pick up the landmarks and we start heading for start heading for her um home. It's starting to get dark again, so you don't really make it that far. But this close to your settlement, uh, it's usually not too terribly dangerous. So it's okay to find a, a, a little spot in a lee and um, hunker down. Or we can push on. Do you guys want to push on or hunker down? Well, Dart was getting pretty impatient. He's also kind of like headachy and. That's yeah. That's our problem right now is that our heads are not real good. Yeah, he's the one among you who's the worst shape. Yeah, sleep. So uh, in in the course of moving th- from the the subway and onto. Uh, this this uh, rest spot you found. You did see uh, a few instances of what seemed like like uh, tire tracks um, that hadn't been effaced. Pretty deep, like something heavy came through. On top of other like animal tracks that that Bo was able to pick out. So there's been a bit of a migration here, not too terribly long ago. And you don't think the storm got quite this far, or it veered off somewhere. But even with the even with the wind, the tire track. I mean, we can see the treads. Am I correct? Yes, the treads. Yeah. Yeah, it's less than yeah, it's less than a day. Mm-hmm. So it's not the ten men leaving because they would have left earlier than that. I mean, he's pretty well set up down there, but maybe it was the ten men sitting up because I don't remember that stuff down there. He may be surprised if they come back. Well, I'll take first watch. All right. It's a calm. Uh, night, no real problems. Dart recovers, perfectly willing to take a watch after, you know, he has had some sleep and then uh, regained his uh, his senses properly. And in the morning, you know, like you have less than a, than a day to get back home. And uh, this stretch is pretty safe. Pretty safe, more or less. So what, roll d20, and if you get a one, we run into trouble? or <laughs> <laughs> No. If you don't want to push things, if you want to like take it easy and and keep a lookout, then you're gonna basically avoid any trouble. You're gonna see it coming a mile away. It's only if you're like you want to stress and don't want to keep an eye out. You want to get there shorter. Well, the traffic. I think we better off taking taking our time and making sure we're we're safe. In which case, you can hear the occasional uh, engine sounds in the distance, stuff like that. You can hear distant distant gunshots, that kind of thing animals 
spraying. Do we see dust trails from vehicles running over the land yeah. on the distance? Yeah. yeah. We don't go that way. It's easy enough to keep a low profile to not be spotted when you're on foot and only for you. Stuff's out there, but you get there safely. You've uh, by late, late afternoon, uh, you start seeing the the concrete walls and um, you know stretches of struggling crops, improvised bulwarks, and home. Anyone manning the gate? There are people like there. There are minders uh, that uh, keep an eye on the tenders and the black thumbs and all the the people who are dealing with the the crops and the mechanical side of things. Uh, but they're not. They have a lookout in one of the the taller ruin buildings, but that's about it. Kind of to warn. There's a bell up there that somebody rings, like, and everybody rushes into the more fortified places. Uh, they may rec- they may recognize this. I hope. Oh yeah, they know you. You see that there are a little fewer of the of the tenders out in the field immediately, right? That's one of the things that you like. Okay, that's odd. They've been falling down. I think you got your work set out for cut out for your doc. Probably. So uh, somebody clearly spotted you coming in. So you were met with uh, a couple of youths, and um, they're leading like the the old mojo woman forward. She's like this. Uh, just this like kinky white frizz uh, going every which way, face like a like a an old prune, old brown prune, uh, squinty eyes, uh, a necklace made of old uh, tape deck cassettes, like mojo carts, you know, important um, totems and uh, and such, with the voices of the spirits of the past. I'm out of the mojo woman. <laughs> uh, so she greets you. Finally, you're here. There's a there's a matter of grave spiritual import I must speak with you about, but uh, you must uh, you must take your your repast first. You must be ready and rested. I bow again. I defer to your wisdom. I'll do so. There's a guy who basically is an organizer. He's not he's effectively the leader here, but he's not somebody who says I am the leader. Do what I say. It's more like. Oh, I know how to. That we could do this, and we could do these other things, and then people fall in line more or less. Much, much the same way I'm, I lead on the on the expeditions because I'm. This is my area of expertise. Okay, I gotcha. Right, people tend to defer to you when they're out in the wild. Same, same thing here. Right, when it comes to organizing things or something, they look to this guy. Uh, he's called Lazarus, or people call him Lazarus, and he's this uh, reedy guy. Like imagine young Max von Sydow, or Sydow, I guess. Uh, but like with a was Max von Sydow ever young? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> younger. He always looked like he was old, even when he was younger. <laughs> so, so picture Max, but with like uh, somebody has given him like a jet black hair hairdo, like he's colored his mustache and his uh, and his sideburns and his hair uh, jet black, and he's, they've given him like a solid like uh, tan. He walks around like a loose slacks and a and a robe, uh, like a bathrobe essentially, like a thin threadbare bathrobe, and directs people um, pretty much. He's like, ah, I was afraid all of you had uh, perhaps uh, gotten lost. It took a little longer than uh, than you said it would, there, Bo. Uh, we ran into some problems. Ran into some cultists who wanted the sacrifices to Scorch, Mister Scorch. I see you have the juice we need. Yeah, some bonus water too. You can drop it off with the black thumbs. Oh, and and now tell him about the uh, the guy who's commandeered the uh, subway entrance. 
Not sure what he's got down there, but there's some good scavenge, scavenge down there. Yeah, have anybody seen, like, robot men moving around? Here. That, of course, does not mean that they are not out there. We'll have to uh, keep extra watches for this this potential threat. Although we are uh, we are already under assailment from some sort of uh, disease. I don't know what to call it. Hopefully we'll be able to get people well and back on the line as soon as we can. But uh, do go and eat and drink. I have ordered you should you should have double rations. Thank you. Uh, thank you. We need this juice badly. Get to it. Start packing the calories away because I probably won't be able to sleep for like the next week. <laughs> Anything that will last a day or two goes in my pocket. Sure. Squirrel away. Give a better, give a more full report to the folks that actually can do something about it. That's you. You are those people. There might be one or two more, right? Uh, let, let's say it's Ringo and Jules. It's a dude and a, and a woman and they're you know, Ringo's a weird mutant, kind of defaced, uh, scarred up type. And, and Jules is, uh, she looks like she walked out of, you know, a Hollywood set. Like she's unnaturally untouched. She's she's the woman in the in the Road Warrior, uh, you know, with the uh, headband who has the bow. You're like, really? You, you, you live in this world? <laughs> Once everything, once I got my meal and get my get the stuff, supplies to deposit, I go find my 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 sleeping place and just uh, nap, nap. You don't get to nap very long before before one of the youths who was was uh, what do you call it um, accompanying um, uh, the Mojo woman comes and, and wakes you. It's that lovely like twenty minute nap. <laughs> it's just you're dragged off, or or you're all of you are coaxed off to to see her in in her little tent. Right, and uh, there are all kinds of like old world knickknacks, like uh, uh, tape deck tapes and and um, LP records, and uh, there's like uh, old, old movie posters, and and uh, there's like a chandelier in a corner, something like that, like old stuff that belongs to the the world that was. She says, "Why? Well, the three of you were gone. A, a terrible calamity happened. A star fell from the sky into the east." Beyond your your trek, and a great storm was whipped up, and it was after this that people began to fall. They began to fall over and collapse in the fields, and then then they began to fall from the towers and collapse here when they came to see me. And Lazarus, he he asked me to find a solution, and I I uh, consulted the spirits of the of the old, and she holds up her you know necklace of tapes, but they were of no help until I slept and I dreamed of a blue bird who was trapped in a cage and all around people who reached for the cage they fell over and died and I am sure this is ascending from the spirits uh, uh, something of, of great and terrible uh, spiritual import has happened something has has uh, awakened a dreadful spirit of the old world or the world it was you know, I was half asleep when she said a blue bird. My eyes just go wide. I've seen it. <laughs> you what? I've seen the blue bird. What do you mean? Describe what you say. I describe exactly what I saw, including the fact that it just and I it would squish my hands together, saying and it would vanish like that. When you mention it's dead black shark eyes, she goes a little like pale, <laughs> like you just described it to a T or something. This is surely a sign. It was over by the sinkhole. Oh, that is to the east. That is to the east. 
And we did have that great storm that almost we almost got caught in, also to the east. Yes, yes, yes. These these calamities must surely be linked. But do we need to get the bird, or what? What did your dream say? It is a complex weave of of sendings and meanings. It is it is for us to figure it out, of course. It wasn't in a cage. It was roaming free, as far as I could tell. Arthur has surely marked you for some reason. Maybe you are the one who will lead uh, them to it. You must find the spirit. You must find it and quiet it. But if he reaches for its cage, will he fall over dead? Or is it already out of the cage? I mean, the ones that fell over, are they dead or are they like in a coma? No, she was talking about in the dream, when they reached for the cage of the bird, they fell over dead. Oh, that's true. She did. They didn't just fall over. They died. Well, dreams are, are symbolic. Perhaps they will die eventually. Mm. Surely this place will die if people are falling over and stay asleep. It will. Well, we can't take the tunnels because the tunnel man will, will, won't let us come down there. Roy was quite clear in telling us not to come back. I love that you're calling him Roy. <laughs> Just because he has a, he had a cap with Roy on it. <laughs> There were those tracks. Perhaps they lead to where we need to go. Where did we see the dust clouds? Easterly, or...? They would have been coming in from the east, I guess. They were kind of little here, little there. Okay. Several directions. Yeah, I guess I misunderstood Dart when he came. I thought he was looking specifically for me. But no, it's that we need to go out on quest rather than attend the patient. That That is what the Mojo woman thinks. You still haven't looked at them. That's true. I do want to see if there's anything I can do, if there's anything we can scrounge that might help them. All right. So what you, what you find if you go investigate this is after the first collapse, they have, they've often since, very, after a very short period, regained consciousness and have gone back to their duties, but they're tired. And so... Some of them, most of them are actually in their homes um, when you go and see them. So you uh, you uh, uh, enter the home of uh, one called Cloud, one of the tenders of the crops, man in his late 20s, perhaps. He has the usual like look of somebody who is living on the very edge of, edge of, uh, of, of surviving, given that it's not exactly a wealthy community here. But his behavior is more than just he hasn't eaten properly or, or had enough to drink. His behavior is kind of slow and sluggish, and um, he, he seems to behave like he has, uh, like he's hearing things once in a while. If, if you look, test his uh, attention or focus, then he has trouble focusing and he has trouble concentrating on what you want him to concentrate on. It's like he's constantly slightly distracted. There been anything else? Have you had any headaches lately, Cloud? Uh, yes, uh, a little coming and going. Mm. And there's this piercing, like signal, but it it also comes and goes. Signal, a high pitched noise in your ears, like uh, a car, a, the horn of a car, but going on and on. Does the noise get any quieter if you put your hands over your ears? Or is it just loud? I've not tried that. He puts his hands over his ears. So are you hearing it now? He looks like he's trying to listen for something, and he's like, no, no. 
I guess we cannot find that out unless it's a time when you're hearing the sound. Yeah. But it looks like something's distracting you. Are there other things that you're hearing or? No, no, it's, uh, it's just that. Okay. It's just, uh, uh, and it's, it comes suddenly. You may try the next time because we'll want to know if it really is a sound from outside or if it's, if something is affecting the deep ears. Because sometimes when people have had a blow to the head, they'll hear noises that other people don't hear. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I hit my head when I fell. Could be. That's, that's maybe a good explanation. So, yes, you'll want to rest and keep up on your eating. I'll try to talk to Lazarus, maybe get the people who've fallen a little bit extra food if we can manage it. Oh, I, I don't need much. I'm, I'm, mm. No, really, don't. Don't worry about me. You know, other than that. And then he jerks, like he jerks in the com- mid-conversation, like uh, like uh, somebody is blaring a trumpet in his ear, half falls out of his cot, and it's like, oh, it's here, it's here, and he covers his ears. Ah, I'm still hearing it. Ah. Then his eyes roll up in his head, and he goes limp. He's still breathing. Yeah. And then he comes to. It's like he looks very confused. Well, I'm on the floor. The noise came into your head, and it was so bad that it made you fall down again. Uh, he looks pretty disturbed. Like, uh, from his point of view, he's probably sitting in his cot, and then the next moment he's on the floor, doesn't know what happened. Give me an inside roll here. And You ascertain that he's okay. Whatever you were about to say, right, comes into your head. And then you notice through one of the windows that some others are, a couple of other younger uh, settlers, they run into an adjoining hut and they're calling out a name, the name of whoever was living there. Like, are you okay? Did you fall? It sounds like somebody else may have fallen next door. Let me go check on them, Cloud. Right. And I'll go over there. Oh. Did we have a fall? Oh, you, you, you call out? I'll go and ask them, yeah. Yes, yes. The young, young people, they, uh, they're helping um, perhaps their mother up off the floor. You haven't met this woman, so you don't, you don't know her name. But she uh, kind of rubs her the bridge of her nose. It's like, oh. Do you remember what happened? Uh, no. Uh, ah, there's a ringing. She starts, like, poking her ear with a, an index finger. Yep. Can't help but nod. And it was the same time. One of the younger, like, kids, maybe 12, is like, oh, no. Oh, no. Mom, mother has it. What do we do? She'll want to rest. Stay comfortable. Maybe sleep on a bedroll instead of the cot so that she doesn't fall out if it happens when she's resting. And But privately, I'm starting to think there's an external cause. It's making people fall down at the same time. It's, it's, not, it's not in them. It is somewhere outside. There's something doing this. And once people start hearing it, then the next time the signal goes out, it's knocking all the susceptible people down again at the same time. And I suppose I'll go through the village and see if there are more who fell down about the same time as Cloud and that mother. So you leave the house, and you look around, and in the middle of the the town thoroughfare, you see a large blue bird kind of skipping along 
pecking at the ground, looking at you with one dead black eye. It's so blue, it's basically bleeding blue into the air. And then it whoosh, vanishes like an image on, a, on an old vacuum TV, diminishing into a point. Well, that's going to change things, yeah. And I think we should stop there. Yep. So we can set out on whatever adventure you want to set out on next time, fresh. Uh, first, uh, you should get uh, everybody should get two XP for bringing the um, the juice for the generators. I already grabbed. I went through and worked out my XP, so I got my XP from uh, tallied and spent. So yay, two more. If I'm not wrong, I guess I only failed twice. Okay. So I'm at four. For this session, I wanted you to basically drop you into something, an ongoing situation where you were already doing something. And then have you have a variety of like a little taste of different things that's out there. I didn't want to like immediately drop you into the middle of the, the settlement and then be like, well, what do you do? Um, right. But from here on, uh, I want you to be able to basically decide like, well, we want to do this or we want to pursue that. Or we want to do these other things. So you can set your own goals more starting here. Okay. Well, if we find that the bird was here, probably decide not to go back to the sinkhole, but try to. Well, confront it. I don't think capturing is going to work since it can just dis- disappear. And maybe I should have possibly said something like you, you think it behaves oddly, right? It doesn't quite, there's something off about it that doesn't be, it doesn't quite behave like you, you are used to wasteland critters behaving. Probably should have mentioned that. Any general comments, criticisms, roses, thorns? I did like the media red start. That sort yeah. of got us going. Not too slow, not not too much a focus on any particular thing. I was right along. Well, good. Cool. I'm yeah, glad yeah. everybody's happy. <laughs> Were the mushrooms made up on the spot, or did you already have them planted out? If you want, if you want the mechanical bits behind the screen, the scenes, then I have a few things that I know the setting contains, and I thought, okay, I want to highlight these things. And how can I put them in your way or make you interact with them along the way? And I just thought about like, okay, what are some interesting uh, locations that might pop up? Like a sinkhole that opens up into a subway or it wasn't really that complicated. It was just like, okay, I want you to have, I want you to see that there's weird plant, intelligent, essentially plant mutant creatures. There's uh there are weird people who worship the glow. There are there's some like essentially possibly high tech people around, and there are just selfish survivor types. <laughs> like there's lots of nice, nicely weird stuff going on. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, because yeah, you wanted more Gamma World and less yeah. Mad Max. So uh, I hope I hope I hit that yeah. that note pretty pretty solidly. Yep. Awesome. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Well, see you next time. See you next time. Yourselves. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, yeah. you picked Reader as well, so that's even... <laughs> yeah. You're like the top 1%. <laughs> it may, it I can save life and read. <laughs> it doesn't the 99%. Maybe I might be uncomfortable. Since I actually haven't done this before, I was thinking of doing... In amnesiac he wanders in from the the waste one day he doesn't remember about his past and you know gets uh accepted and into the settlement and helps out and and he's a mutant conduit i think so he's glowing 
and probably a junk whisper. You get the machines running. He doesn't really understand why he's able to do it, but he's able to do it. It's the tag where I mentioned you can go to our page at sunday-skypers.podbean.com, find links to all of our episodes, links to our Facebook page and MeWe page. You can email us at sundayskypers at zoho.com. It'd also be nice if you gave us a rating or review on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. And that's all I got.